beast for all I care. Do what you like with him. Drown them. But I warn you, Anita, we're through. I'm through with all of you. I'll get even. Just wait. You'll be sorry, you fools. You... You idiots! Cruella de Vil, Cruella de Vil. If she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. To see her is to take a sudden chill. Greetings, mortals, and welcome to A Podcast But Evil. I'm Doug Leaf. I'm Dan Oster. (laughs) And uh, this week we are talking about Cruella de Vil, our first Disney villain. And we have a special guest with us. Dan, you want to introduce her? I am very excited to introduce our guest. Uh, She's a writer-comedian who's a good friend of ours, a social media manager for America's funniest home videos. Not just like their okay home videos, but the funniest home videos. She's a social media superstar on Twitter. That's for real. It goes viral regularly at I underscore lean. She's a lover of all things Space Jam, Goof Troop, and Wario related. I'm sure those will come up tonight. Uh, She's the scourge of internet trolls everywhere. They only give her power. And she asked that I call her Studio City Sweetheart. Please welcome Eileen O'Connell. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you for joining us. We're very happy to have you. Yeah, we're thrilled. Um, we're, we're really excited to have you on because I, <laughs> did, I know. Did that sound a little <laughs> yeah, come out we're really shitty? God. No, we really we love you, Eileen. We're so glad you're here. Um, no, no. Uh, I've, been, I've been getting nagged a lot from the men in my life this week. So it's just another. <laughs> the other day I was oh. like, I'm going to, I turned to my boyfriend. I was like, I'm going to take a shower. And he, he meant to say like, oh, that's nice. Treat yourself. But he was like, oh, please do. <laughs> I feel like the the quarantine is slowly like just draining everything till like it all comes out negative, even when it's mm-hmm. not supposed to. Uh, no, uh, I mean, it's we... fine. I deserve it. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, okay, cool. Let me pull this out of that nose guy for a second. That. Healthy self image. <laughs> That's cute. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I mean, you you uh, you mentioned before when we were off air that you were excited uh, to talk to us about Cruella de Vil, and, and I wanted to know um, what was it about this particular Disney villain that uh, spoke to you or, or was uh, hi, put her high up in your rankings? Yeah. Um. Oh, she. I love all Disney villains. Hashtag yes, all Disney villains. But uh, what I like about Cruella is that she doesn't have any magic or like any mystical things behind her. She's just a regular broad who wants to kill some puppies and make a coat out of it. And I just that makes it more terrifying because that could be a real person. Yeah, a real broad. <laughs> she's a real broad. <laughs> You're a brassy dame. Uh, funny, uh, it's funny you mentioned that because I was when I was doing my research about you know um, inspirations for her. Um, not so much the book character, although I'm sure we'll talk about the the original book character a little bit. The animators who worked on her, uh, the the main guy behind her, said he did base her in part on a real person that he knew, like oh my her, gosh. her uh, personality and her movement and stuff. And I'm like, well, that's pretty bleak than you knew a real Corella DeVille. Hmm. Leona Helmsley. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, that's an interesting point because we deliberately wanted to pick a non-magical uh, villain. We wanted to do another female villain and there's a lot of great choices, certainly in the Disney canon, but almost all of them have magic involved, but but not Cruella. She's just a one percenter and animal abuser. <laughs> that's, that's her yes. deal. 
Uh-huh. She dresses like a crazy cat lady and she wants to kill dogs. Yeah, what's not to love? <laughs> uh, so so uh what we usually like to do is is kick it off with just kind of what does dan know offhand about this character and this will be a short one because i don't know much uh judging from her last name she's of french descent <laughs> <laughs> so i know that uh no she's uh she's this horrible uh, rich woman who i i think she has this predilection for like fur coats and stuff like that right she's she's really into that that's her that's her deal yes. that's her fetish yes mm-hmm. that's her fetish that's her <laughs> that's kink, her kink. Yeah, she's the world's <laughs> worst furry <laughs> uh and somehow and i don't even remember how she runs afoul of the 101 dalmatians and upon seeing them says you know that would make a really awesome coat and so she wants to do that and that's i think that's about all i know it's pretty it's pretty cut and dried yeah, I, I mean that—that that is, in essence, um, her character. Although it's interesting that you you described her as being a one percenter because um, in the book she is. She's like an heiress, and uh, she has a wealthy husband who's in the fashion industry who is supplying her with furs and things. Um, in the Disney movie, they get rid of the husband. She's by herself, and they give you the impression that like. She's trying to give off the the airs of being wealthy when, in fact, like she's not. Like her house is literally crumbling in the movie. Ah, so I, I like mm-hmm. that kind of aspect. It's all a show. Some depth. A little bit. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I, I lean. Anything we kind of left out on, like the fundamentals or something you wanted to talk about. Yeah, an interesting thing about Cruella is that she went to college with Anita, the female human lead in Hunter Round Dalmatians. And so even though Cruella looks about 5,000 years older than Anita, they are college classmates and they went on two drastic different paths. I'm glad you <laughs> mentioned that because I find it very hard to imagine that Anita, who is like very, um, she's very prim and proper, like she's a character with not much to her other than that she seems nice. Um, like it's hard to imagine that she would meet Cruella at like the cafeteria and be like, that's my buddy. I'm going to you know, hitch my wagon to her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Anita taught me that you can have glasses as a girl and get married. <laughs> <laughs> no one had ever done that before. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Never. <laughs> it was quite a scandal at the time. Uh, well, that's, that's interesting because like, it's one of those things. It's such a old school I- idea. I feel like you see it more in like TV shows and stuff from that time. And these Disney movies where someone is just so clearly a bad person. Yes. <laughs> and no one, no one is called oh, my old friend. Cruella. Devil. <laughs> and, and just like, just completely blind to all the red flags. <laughs> Yeah, and that by the way, the going back to the book, like that's not something like Disney cooked up. Like that is in the original book. That is her name. Um, like the the appearance with the black and white hair is in there. So like Disney didn't have to change too much from. The I mean, I remember trip. my best friend in college, Gaslighter McTimes Up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's here! Oh, my old friend. <laughs> Gaslighter McTimes Up. <laughs> well, Dan, you'll like this then because her two. He wouldn't make a coat out of your puppies, but he would tell you how he would do it. Yeah, well, he would explain to me what I already know about making a coat out of puppies. <laughs> Just playing the name game a little more. Uh, not only is her <laughs> name Cruella DeVille, 
her two um, henchmen are Horace and Jasper. Their last name is Badden. Like, Wait, they're re- they're related? I guess they're supposed <laughs> to be brothers, yeah, or at least related. Or, oh or my it's God. just a coincidence. <laughs> right. Very common English last name. It's a common name. name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so maybe take me through the story here because I don't have a lot of association or familiarity with it. So what do I, Dan, what do I need? Dan, to I'll lend about? you my Disney Plus password. It's You fine. know what's crazy? It's not well, on there. For the purposes of the podcast, really, more. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I'm worried about you and your streaming. <laughs> My streaming habits are, are they're, yeah, they're anemic. Um, tell me about Cruella Deville. Tell me about or the story of 101 Dalmatians. That's fine too. I just need, I need to, I need more. Feed uh, me, Seymour. <laughs> uh, so uh, Anita and Roger have uh, they bond over their love of Dalmatians. They each have a male and a female dog. They get them together. The dogs have 15 puppies. Um, Cruella DeVille is already sniffing around before the puppies are born because she wants them. Uh, she tries to buy them af- immediately after the puppies are born and Roger says no. So she decides I'll just steal them. So when uh, they take the two adult dogs out for the park uh, for a walk, they leave the, the puppies at home. Cruella sends her two idiots to go in and steal them, which uh, they do. And then the two uh, uh, Dalmatian parents... Uh, make their way to Cruella's house to liberate the 15 puppies where they find that they that Cruella has already uh, taken eight, if I'm doing my math right, 84 others, uh, 84 other puppies. And they take wait all- a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, slow down. She's ta- she gets 84 of the 101. The puppies that were born of uh, Pongo and Perdita, the two leading dogs, those are 15. And then to make the coat complete, she gets Dalmatians from like pet stores and other parts of the city. And that makes 101 total. Oh, wow. That is something that you, the average person does not know. I just thought these puppies, <laughs> like, they were DTF. You know, not the puppies, but the parents, <laughs> right. I should say. Puppies having puppies, y'all. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was all, I thought it was like just this like insane litter. I thought that was a big part of the story. Nope. No, 15 is a pretty yeah. big puppy litter already. It's a lot um, of puppies. But it adds, yeah, okay. A, yeah, but this adds, some a, of those wouldn't make it, right? I mean, like, <laughs> 15. Well, one, one almost didn't make it, and that was Lucky. And can you guess how he got his name? Because he's lucky he didn't die. <laughs> That's his full name. Yeah. <laughs> Although that, but getting back to one thing, she's already got 84 Dalmatian puppies, which the dog, one of the puppies there says something like, oh no, we're bought and paid for, which means she already bought 84 puppies, but she was compelled to steal 15 more to to complete her coat. Like, why would Yeah, this is why I'm I'm trying to figure out, like, where did she, 101, where did the 101 come from? Did, like, the tailor be like, look, I can't make you a coat for any less than 100 Get one extra just in case, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So we have some spare. Right. It's, it's such a it's a strange number to hit. I mean, it'd be ninety nine puppies if you lost some weight. You know what I'm saying? Hey, wait a minute, <laughs> Gaslighting McTimes up. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Can you hear uh, a joke? I like that she's not a particularly like smart or crafty villain in the Disney canon. Like she is, 
Um, she's more defined by her impulsivity. So she's not mm-hmm. the one who's like, I'm going to um, uh, gaslight, like the wicked stepmother gaslighting Cinderella throughout that movie or manipulating her. She doesn't manipulate anybody. It's like all brute force by just yelling at people and, mm-hmm. and demanding things. Fair enough. I, yeah. yeah. I just think it's kind of an interesting tack for her. She kind of reminds me of someone like, um, like Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. Like she's just like, it's like a personality with a super short fuse, and that's what makes her. Yeah, scary. Like she's just you know she, you're gonna say the wrong thing, and she'll just eat you alive, and that's it. You, I mean, is she the kind of villain, Eileen, that like you do you just, do you just hate, or you kind of like in spite of yourself? Is there you know what I mean? Because there's some characters oh, that like. you sort of like. I like because um, unlike other Disney villains, like Ursula scared me so much as a kid because she gets big and she's got tentacles. Cruella doesn't <laughs> doesn't scare me because I'm not in danger to her evil ways because I'm never going to be a puppy. <laughs> so I can enjoy her evil scheme. <laughs> That's true. It's the opposite of some of these villains we've talked about that like like Freddy Krueger kills you in your dreams. It's like, well, everyone's got to sleep. So mm-hmm. you, you could easily anyone could run a foul of Freddy, but it's like, yeah, if I don't own a lot of puppies, then I guess I can just sort of mm-hmm. easily avoid. <laughs> or if I just don't own a Dalmatian puppy. Specifically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, OK. Are you familiar with her? Because uh, there are actually multiple incarnations of her once you start getting into the mm-hmm. um, the Once Upon a Time TV series. I think they brought her back. There's the oh. live action one with Glenn Close. Like, are you familiar as familiar with those, Eileen? I'm familiar with the live-action Glenn Close. I didn't watch Once Upon a Time, and I'm also familiar with the upcoming Emma Stone one. That's right. We were we just discovered that really when we decided to do her as a topic. Um, so that's interesting. I'm sure we will find out how she became the black and white cookie of evil. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like that will be, when they were like, okay, we're gonna find out about the hair finally. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and that's the producer. He's like, I will greenlight this on the one condition. <laughs> I want to know how that happened. All right, so the, the Glenn Close incarnation, is there anything we should know specifically about that? Because there were two, right? That They did 102 Dalmatians, I believe. Is there yeah, anything we should know about that? I don't remember a lot. I mean, I've seen them a couple of times when I was a kid. I remember in 102 Dalmatians, there was like a Dalmatian that was a freak and was like, maybe someday I'll get my spots. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess that just prepared me for a lifetime of being a late bloomer. Oh, no. You're the Dalmatian <laughs> without any spots. That's me. Someday I'll get my spots. You're, it's so tough, Eileen, because I have to yes and. Improv compels me to, and yet it's yes. all just like, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Agreed. Um <laughs> Well, how does her perform? I mean, if you're probably remembering it through the mind of a child, but like. I mean, that's how, how I see everything all the time anyway. That's what I meant. Uh, that's my MO. <laughs> you're here uh, on this podcast with the mind of a child. Uh, mm-hmm. So her performance, how does it rank, I guess, against the cartoon incarnation? Um, I mean, cartoon incarnation is my number one, but I thought Glenn Close like really captured the evilness very well. She kind of like Meryl Streep in a Devil Wears Prada-esque. Like she was mean, but like fabulous while doing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's sort of, I mean, I just really am remembering, I must have been a very young child when I saw it. And to me, I, I remember some very disturbing imagery, you know, like mm-hmm. just like these like bug eyes and like is she behind, behind the wheel of a car at some point you know what i mean yeah and just like maniacal like so as soon as you have a human being play that it you're already kind of toning it down i think just by by having that happen 
Yeah, the movie, mm-hmm. um, the, the Disney movie anyway, I've not seen the Glenn Close one, but the Disney uh, original ends with uh, basically a car chase. And Cruella is chasing after a, a van that the, the dogs are all in the back of. And like through it, she's like just crashing into things. The, the car is coming apart and like blowing fire out of the engine while her eyes are just wild. Like she kind of. I like, really remember yeah. that. I think that really stuck with me. <laughs> That's yeah. also like a gift now, too, right? Okay, that makes I know sense. I've, you know, I've gifted that at my various social media jobs. <laughs> me on the 405 <laughs> there is something to that though that like you know this character who is mostly kind of again putting on this air of like sophistication and like she's she's you know in charge of everything like watching that person come apart at the seams to the point right. where her eyes are like red spirals there is there's something kind of it's almost like Judge Doom at the end of Roger Rabbit. Like, like, like the like her face practically melts off, and it's like that's who she is underneath. Yes. Once again, I've brought this to a screeching halt. <laughs> what? No, no, no. I think it's, no. You're just I feeling was, the pace of the video call. Yeah. <laughs> I was We're hanging on every word, and I was like, "Yeah, he's right." <laughs> okay. I thought that. Yeah, no, that's a very astute analysis. I mean, this all of the all of the pretense is gone, and now this is what's left. Um, you're the. I feel like you're always up on the book incarnation, Doug. Is there anything we should know? Uh, book Cruella versus cartoon Cruella. Not, also, not, yeah. what's it like to read? <laughs> yeah, uh, I gotta from, tell from you, the child over here, from our toddler friend. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, most of my reading is now like reading books to a four year old, so it's can't feel like I'm too literate these days. Uh, my my English <laughs> degree is not worth the paper it's printed on. Um, no, uh, not, not much to say about the book other than what I already mentioned before, just about a few character differences. I thought it was interesting. that So the book was originally uh, written by a lady named Dodie Smith, and it was called The 101 Dalmatians from 1956. Um, Whoa. But what was interesting about it was that it was um, it was serialized and put into a – uh, some sort of women's magazine. I forget what it was called. Some sort of some sort you know, of women's la- magazine. So, you know, it's printed what? in lady. I couldn't read it. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! But uh, but it is. I mean, the book is very. I mean, from what I've been, I haven't read it. But from what we've got here with like a lady named Cruella Deville and the Horace Baden and stuff, those don't seem like they're aimed at adults. So it's interesting that you have this book that sounds like it's aimed at children, but it's being published in kind of an adults. Forum, and I don't know what to make of that because I didn't actually read it, but I found that odd. Okay, so, so that's that's what I got on the book. Um, I have not, oh like I, said, I haven't actually uh, sat down and read any of it. Well, I guess it'll remain a mystery, Doug. Thanks yeah, for the research. No, there's um, no one will ever know. Anyway. <laughs> How could you find time. out, Eileen? Tell me about Animal Crossing. No. <laughs> <laughs> recording i talked about animal crossing for a long time listeners I know. we might be using it uh, <laughs> no i'm kidding of course so are you not familiar with the once upon a time incarnate did you ever watch that show I, at all Eileen? i didn't watch it like i know it exists i know that yeah. like i know that like captain hook is a hottie or something i don't know this is but... my take on that show they were just like what if these characters from fantasy were just smoking hot like that's yeah. the, like take of that show and i was like listen i already got all that fan fiction in my brain i don't need to watch tv about that i know all about your jafar uh addiction or whatever <laughs> whatever's going on there with that <laughs> They've been very upfront about that. Uh, did he ever show up on that show? Did we ever get a Jafar? He should. I'm going right. to guess uh, yes. Um, well, anyway. <laughs> An whole so, episode about eyeliner. 
here's the, here's the thing about to bring it back to Cruella though. It's like you start with this cartoon character that is definitely disturbing in terms of how she's rendered, and you kind of get progressively um, less uh, less scary. I mean, you got Glenn Close, and then I don't know who played her on the TV series, but obviously it was somebody who was attractive because she wouldn't have been on the show otherwise. And then we have uh, Emma Stone coming in and doing it and doing this this prequel. I almost feel like it's be- America is just becoming more and more comfortable with the filthy, stinking rich just taking mm-hmm. a big dump on us. And that's how I interpret that. Thank God. <laughs> well, what would you like to see in a, I guess it's a prequel. I think it is like an origin story. Yeah. What would you like to see in, an, in a Cruella de Vil origin story, Eileen? Um, I would, so if I'm going off of, I think they covered this in 101, the live action, but I think they met like in fashion school or something and that was their college. So maybe like Cruella going through the school system and like starting out like wide eyed and hopeful and then just like something like has a bad day and it's like a, a, a winding effect from there. Very Basically, I want, I want the I want the killing joke, but with Cruella. <laughs> we all could be Cruella DeVille, but for one bad day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's the thing. It's like, she's not charming in the sense that she, she's hateful towards animals. That's a pretty ugly mm-hmm. character trait. Is that something that, that someone develops because of a bad experience? I mean, it's usually Maybe a sign got- of a serial killer, right? That's the- right. <laughs> Although I guess Maybe she, she got bit. <laughs> Maybe an animal bit her, and then I was like, no more. I'm going to wear you. You know it's going to happen. You know something like that's going to happen. You're going to get chased by a Dalmatian or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, She's going to bomb at the Dalmatian comedy club, and then it's... Uh... <laughs> From there. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. She, well, here's another thing about Cruella Deville that I think about because she's usually shown as having like a seat at the table whenever they do like the oh here's all the Disney villains mm-hmm. all hanging out as they do, she's there, and I always find that sort of interesting because she is kind of an outlier in terms of what she brings to the table. You know, you have all these yeah. super powered ones essentially, and then you've got you've got this person who is not even actually, I say that she's a one percenter, but apparently she's not even actually rich. So I, I don't I don't know, other than she's sort of iconic um, visually, I don't know, I don't really know why that would be. Is there a compelling reason? This is sort of like, why is Batman allowed to hang with the Justice League? You know, why is Cruella de Vil allowed to hang with the Disney villains? She's the Batman of the Disney villain lore. <laughs> <laughs> I think it comes down a lot to not just the, um, the, the killing puppies thing, but there's a lot in this, like the visual and the vocal performance that goes into that cartoon um i was reading up on the animation a little bit and they talked about how um she's always moving and i hadn't noticed this before i did watch the movie again this week to prepare for the podcast but like she's constantly pacing she's constantly um like not quite fidgeting but she she entirely monopolizes the room that she's in and she yeah you see a lot of like like flowy like she has that like long coat and you just see like a lot of flowy, like billowing action with that too. Yeah. She, she kind of dominates the movie as long. Like I, it's not one of my particular favorite Disney movies. It's, it's fine. But like this, anytime she's not on screen, I'm already going like, mm, I wish she was back on screen. Like she, she is by far the most interesting thing in it. <laughs> Whenever Poochie's not around, characters <laughs> should asking, be asking, where's Poochie? <laughs> where's Poochie? <laughs> She, yeah, she she is that way though. Like, there's something about this particular performance that, like, that personality just kind of pops through the movie to the point where, like, yeah, you yeah. couldn't have a gathering of Disney villains where she wasn't there. It would feel like they were down a man. 
Okay. And she's got a great song. Yeah, that's see, she has a theme song that I still. And again, I remember this from the first time I saw it because it probably I didn't see it since. I mean, I even remember it was like what like, Cruella. If she doesn't scare you, right? No Nobody will. will. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah, okay. one of the no first songs will. I learned on the piano when I was a little little baby girl. Oh, okay. Well, there you go, mm-hmm. and that's and that made you the way you are. <laughs> that's why I am the robust thirty-one-year-old dead inside person you see today. <laughs> if that doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. <laughs> it, it is scary. It's existentially very scary. Um, so another thing we think about, well, we talk about the alignment. We did the D&D alignment with a villain. Okay, so there's mm-hmm. your options are we're only looking. Are you familiar with this? Uh, are, you're not, Vaguely. I don't yeah. play, but like I'm, a, I'm on the Internet a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Fair enough. So you've got you've technically got nine options, but we're not worried about the good and we're not worried about the neutral. We're only interested in the evil side, right? And this mm-hmm. is the alignment that tells you where a character exists kind of in their morality. And your choices mm-hmm. are uh, lawful evil, which means they use the system mm-hmm. to do their evil, like Darth Vader we often use as an example. You have neutral evil, uh, which would be like Al Capone. They don't care about the consequences of their actions. They just mm-hmm. do what they want. And then you got chaotic evil, we like to use the Joker there as someone who evil is the reward. That is mm-hmm. the goal. They get off on it. So where mm-hmm. does Cruel? I want to ask you, Eileen, where do you think she fits between that lawful, neutral, or chaotic evil? Uh, I think neutral. I think she like she's not like, ha I'm so bad. But she's like, oh, this is a thing I'm doing. And like, maybe I'll do a bad thing again someday. Or maybe I'll go volunteer in a soup kitchen like Al Capone did. <laughs> <laughs> Did we cover that when we did Al Capone? No, I did not know. We, we have to go back and amend that. I did not know there was soup kitchening. <laughs> yeah, you volunteered at soup kitchen. So oh, listen, wow. you got to eat at Portillo's where they have a lot of Al Capone pictures of. Well, that's right. You're from Chicago. I, we would trust you to yeah. know. Yeah. I think Thank there was a equivalent of Trump like hurling paper towels at hurricane victims. I think that's, you know. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what that was. It was all no, no. Show. Capone actually might have cared. <laughs> he was a big softy. Uh, okay, so yeah, I think there's definitely a case to be made for that. She certainly is just like this is a thing she wants, and she doesn't care if it's good or bad. She just wants that coat. Yeah, she might be good in every other aspect of her life. We don't know. We only She's see coat Cruella. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, is she a sadist? I mean, I think that's the question. Then is is there any sadism, or is it just like no? She just like when you get in her way, that brings out the bad side. There's some. Uh, I I remember her. Yeah, I remember her saying something to the uh, the two henchmen about you know giving a list of like how they should kill the dogs. It's like I don't know, skin them, drown them. I, I don't get like something. I know that sounds rough. neutral, Doug. That sounds pretty neutral to me. <laughs> they, she's giving them options, right? So there's there's definitely a little. And remember, uh, I'm paying you a fair wage to do this, right? And, I mean, and of course, she's not going to get her hands dirty herself murdering puppies you know she just wants it done yeah see i think it would be sadistic if she was like no the worst way imaginable that's what i want right Mm -hmm. but she sounds indifferent so i don't know i think eileen might be right so i'm i am i'm learning as i always want to do on this podcast about the character yeah i Uh, I would go uh, neutral as well i think that's probably okay Fair enough. The next question becomes, well, what is enduring about this character? Because she did stick with me uh, since my experience. Like, uh, yeah, what what makes this character last? Why are we getting an Emma Stone movie? You know, what, what why does she have staying power in the consciousness? Uh, mostly, I think, among Disney fans. But what makes her interesting? Um, I mean, number one, definitely that song. It's what we call in the biz a banger. Um, <laughs> 
I think just like her design is so interesting and everything about her like corresponds with that design, like the juxtaposition of the black and the white hair and like how it's perfectly split. And uh, she can like be, she can be very nice to Anita. She'll be like, oh, like, hey friend, how's it going? Then she'll like snap and be like, I want puppies. (laughs) I think that's just, it's very... It's interesting. To see. It's like Two Face, I guess. She, Cruella is the Batman of the Disney lore, but also the Two Face of the of Disney lore. And I think we've also said she's kind of like the Joker. Great, perfect. This is. It's fine. She's everything. She's everything to me. Okay. <laughs> well, the, that I, you know, I, I think I'm embarrassed to admit that I never even made that connection. That that's obviously what her hair represents. Mm-hmm. That sort of that dichotomy. Mm-hmm. There's also something to be said about the the look where she is rail thin. But she's wearing a coat that makes her look huge. Like the coat is yes. and it's designed to like again, same idea, like you're sort of giving out this impression of like I'm bigger, I'm scarier than Maybe I really she am. in the prequel, she's camping and bears attack, and then she needs to make herself look large to, yes. to scare them, and then she realizes <laughs> that that's a good look for her. And then she's like, Oh, I beat this bear, I should make a coat out of it. <laughs> you actually uh, believe it or not. If we stum- don't see that, I'm gonna feel cheated. <laughs> You stumbled into an odd factoid that I found about her with the bear thing. So the, the original plan for The Rescuers, the, a subsequent Disney film, was to have Cruella be the villain in The Rescuers. Oh, that's right. And there was something about there was going to be a plot element where I think it was a bear, a polar bear from the zoo was going to be murdered for a coat somehow. And they were going to bring Cruella in as the villain. They eventually scrapped all that and did something different. But So this would have been like a spinoff, essentially? Yeah. Like she would have gone from this movie to this movie? Right. They would have done the... They would Does she have, not die at the end of 101 Dummies? She doesn't go off a cliff or some shit? She totally survives it. Like she, It's a car okay. crash. And the last thing you see of her in the movie is just her yelling at the two um, henchmen, you know, telling them what screw-ups they are. And then that's, we just cut back to the dogs made it home. And that's it. And somehow the danger is over. That's like it. she's not gonna. I guess the, I, I, it's heavily implied. I guess that she would be caught. Also, the song is a hit. So the the song, the Corolla Deville song, is diegetic to the movie. Um, in that the the main character um, uh, Roger is a songwriter, and he's writing that song at the beginning of the movie. Um, that's what, so he's actually just singing it as he writes it. And then at the end of the He movie, improvises it like right away. He's just like, I wrote, he just sings it. it on the spot. Yeah. I got it. So are you saying that it's over because she gets royalties from the use of her name and everyone's happy? No, I'm saying she's, there's no way she got away with it because one, she was, you know, everybody knew she had stolen these dogs. And then now there's a hit song all throughout England with her name in it. <laughs> about what a rotten, horrible person she is. Wow, I didn't realize the song was in the world of the movie. This is fast. Yeah, it's in the world of the movie. That's slander. Yeah. No, it's not slander if it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, at the end of the movie, you hear it like on the radio and she's like, Corella Deville. Like, wow, that's weird. That's like, you know that person. I love this song. It's my favorite. It's my song of the summer. Um, It's so easy to make a direct, We pretty much every podcast now talk about how this villain draws a line to Trump but it's just funny you saying about slander I'm like yep there you go there it is Mm -hmm. it's fake news we lasted longer though in this podcast than any other I think before we made the connection we really resisted it I mean we're talking about a villain who pretends to be wealthier than they are and yet somehow we managed to not bring up Trump (laughs) yep I mean both have weird hair both probably lie about how much money they have Mm -hmm. am I right hot takes You know, it's interesting. It's funny. I assumed she had gone off a cliff because, and you can tell me if I'm wrong about this, Eileen, but that seems to be how the majority of Disney villains die. Off a cliff or like down a mountain or 
Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely a point at uh, I think it's, it's never like shot in the face that they don't do no. that. <laughs> Just very graphically shot in the face. Oh my god. Yeah, Ursula is one of the last well, this, It's Gaston's fault. He was waving that gun around. <laughs> They, they definitely, at Disney hit a certain point where they said, that, you know, we don't want to have the hero kill the villain anymore. The villain's got to, like, die by their own hand. They, you know, they slip up somehow. Right. And, and so that way our hero never gets their hands totally dirty. Like, Ur- Ursula is the last one. She gets a boat through the chest. And after that, it's mm-hmm. uh, Gaston falls off a cliff. Uh, Scar gets eaten by the hyenas. Like, they, they all kind of, like, do it to themselves. Yeah, it's sort of a tangent, but in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, I remember he confronts the guy who killed Uncle Ben, and then the guy like Spider-Man. Yeah, he doesn't get his hands dirty. The guy like backs up and falls, and it's just like, well, you know, that's all right, fine. <laughs> so he did. You it, probably could have saved him, Spider-Man. <laughs> you are Spider-Man. Know. But that's interesting. So she survives it. So she could have been in the Rescuers. That's fascinating. Are there any other factoids that I don't know about that I should? Um, I don't know about factoids. Eileen, have you ever seen? There was a uh, an animated sequel as well. Um, so there was the sequel to the Glenn yeah. Movie. There was one of those straight to video Disney ones, which I have not seen. Um, anything I saw worth- once. I know I, I owned it on VHS. Nothing memorable. I'd also remember there was a TV series for a bit, and that followed like a few of the key the key puppies. <laughs> And I want to say it came out around the time as like the McDonald's collectible stuff. Remember when that was a thing? When there were so many collectible Dalmatians. You mean being able to go out to McDonald's? (laughs) I do remember. Remember when going outside was a thing? (laughs) (laughs) Also, Uh, remember when going to McDonald's wasn't a sad way of giving up? (laughs) (laughs) No, that was never true. Um, Eileen, maybe you're, I know you're a gamer, so maybe you'd have the answer to this, but does she appear in uh, any of the Kingdom Hearts games, if you know? Um, I, okay, I've completed, um, one and two, I've played some of the DS ones and 3DS ones, I'm currently playing Kingdom Hearts 3, haven't seen her in any of the incarnations yet, but maybe she'll show up in 3, I don't want to be spoiled. That's surprising, I would have thought that, you know, again, this is a villain, I remember if you look at, like, rankings of Disney villains, she usually ranks pretty high. Um, among them, and you're yeah. up to what 50, 60 some odd Disney movies now, over 60. So, out of all those villains, she's usually way near the top. Yeah, well, in the first game, you, they're, they had the Dalmatians, they were like a, a side quest where yeah. you would like you would like rescue the Dalmatians, and if you got like all 101, you'd get a secret ending. But that's as far as coverage was at the time. Uh, 84 of those Dalmatians are bullshit Dalmatians. <laughs> <laughs> Again, she bought eighty four Dalmatians. Why not just? Yeah. Why she went steal to some them? puppy mill somewhere. Like, and why do you have to steal mm-hmm. the last fifteen and bring Johnny? Okay, Law on find down fifteen on you? others. You know, there was just at this time in England, Doug. There was just a run on Dalmatians. You just yeah. couldn't get them. You know, right now she'd be making a coat out of like Charmin Ultra Plush. Yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't just like downgrade to a different dog. Like, all right, I guess we're. Guess we're doing corgis. <laughs> it's a blend. It's a blend. It's a Dalmatian beagle blend. Um. <laughs> well, everything now is a, is a something doodle, right? Does it have to be a Dalmatian a doodle? Oh, that's cute. For her hypoallergenic coat. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so let's fan cast then. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. We have. We, I don't know that Emma Stone would be my first pick. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you could have anybody in the world. I mean, if you're going to do a young, you know, college age or whatever, whatever. But if, yeah, if you could cast Cruella de Vil right now, who would you pick? 
Oh my gosh. And we can stall a little bit because that's always kind of a tough one, I feel like. The that's fan hard. Yeah. I would say, that I'll, I'll throw one thing out without having somebody in mind. I do think this French thing is sort of interesting. I almost would want to go with somebody who's French. Oh. To okay. honor the DeVille. Okay, so I, I would go with that. I would go with like an Audrey tattoo, someone like that. Mm-hmm. That's the little guy um, from Fantasy Island? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Amelie. <laughs> The Dalmatian, the Dalmatian. Uh, okay, uh, I don't really know. <laughs> Having said that, I don't really know a lot of French actresses. So, yeah. who's that? Though? Who's who's Audrey Tattoo? Uh, Amelie, the the lead from Amelie. Yeah. So, did you just name the first French actress you thought of? Huh. All right. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only one. It's the only French actress out there. They don't mm-hmm. like to act. What can I say? It's... No, they just want to oh, paint. Um, uh, God. Uh, okay, she she might. I guess she might be Italian. What's her face from the Matrix sequels? Um, I can't think of her now. She's. The one that uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Yes, that's it. Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, I can't. Uh, Monica Bellucci. Is that who it is? <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember oh, her. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's pretty. That's a pretty Italian sounding name. But yeah. she ain't American, so it's no. fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Any uh, any thoughts on that, Eileen? Um, maybe like a Kate Blanchett because I feel like she can really like weird it up for a role, but also be elegant. That's it. What about uh, that's the correct answer? The, the other one I thought of was uh, maybe Robin Wright. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, I'm Ooh. changing my answer to Kate Blanchett. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's she's correct. always the right. She's always or, the answer. for the purposes of of what I want it to be Kate Blanchett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she'd be good, um, no doubt. You just have to make her that like I weird it in- gray color that Cruella is. My favorite part in Lord of the Rings is when Kate Blanchett goes, oh, bonjour, Frodo. <laughs> I do love that part. Yeah, it's a good part. <laughs> That's how I knew she was the right choice. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, well, cool. Yeah, I don't... Uh, oh, oh, gosh, yeah, best part. So we always like to pit the villain of the week against the previous villain. <gasps> and uh, so I this, am I right, Doug? Is the last one we did Freddy Krueger? <laughs> Correct. So it's Freddy Krueger versus Cruella DeVille in our title fight. So, yeah, all right. <laughs> I know that if Freddy were to win in this encounter, he would somehow become a giant, like, coat and envelop her. <laughs> 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 like, strangle her in her dreams. Um, yeah, who would win in a fight between Freddy Krueger and Cruella DeVille? Or at least, what would make for an interesting fight? Well, you got the fact that hmm. Cruella DeVille is an adult. And nothing seems to scare her. So, to the extent that, like, Freddie preys on children... She doesn't scare you, right? Freddy no Krueger's evil thing win! <laughs> like, um, he feeds off of fear. So, she's not going to give him any of that. Also, she might be one of those, uh, those people that sleeps and just doesn't dream. <laughs> <laughs> she might just, like, fall asleep and it's just blankness and then she wakes up and she's like, Well, I'm already living the dream! <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. So, they don't really encounter each other, really. <laughs> yeah, I don't get the impression she sleeps much, either. Yeah, yeah, she's very she's haggard. She's got those bags. Hmm. Okay, okay. Well, let's so assume, so yeah, it's a stalemate? Gotta, well, we got to put them into... I think you're right. It's, it, it's a little bit of a cop-out to say they don't encounter each other. I think if they actually do encounter each other, it's got to be in the dream world, and that probably gives Freddy the edge. I mean, usually when we have our, our supernatural <laughs> villain versus... Astute analysis. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's got to be in water, so Jaws is going to have an advantage. Yeah. <laughs> But if it was no. Jaws on land, imagine. That's a quick one. That's an easy one. Everyone wins. <laughs> but it's a three-minute fight. Corella just keeps a healthy distance. Yeah. <laughs> if she can pull him into the real world, there that might get interesting. 
Because they both, mm-hmm. I mean, he wants to stab her. She wants to take people's skin. Or I guess puppy skin, but still. Puppy skin. <laughs> but, you know, that's a gateway. To skinning. Material. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think her Horace and what's his face? What's the other one? Jasper. Jasper. They're definitely going to go first. We're going to work our way up. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they get they're going to get knocked off in their dreams. But I like this idea that she doesn't dream. She's living the dream. So Freddie uses that to enter the real world. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> that's his that's his way in and then but it can't it's got but she's not bright. We've established this. Like she's not conniving. She's just kind of like a straight line. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of tough because I feel like when you beat Freddy, you always have to kind of like think of something that uh, you got to be a little outside the box with him to like defeat him, you know. And she's not an outside the box person. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. No, she would just you know dominate the conversation, yell at him for a while, and I feel like he would eventually lose patience and just stab her, and that would be it. I want them to fall in love. <laughs> hey, we've never we've never thought of that as a possibility. <laughs> They have a lot in common on that angle, right? Uh-huh. All right, so maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. Or he skins her skin and he's wearing a coat made of her skin. Oh, or maybe that, he's like, yeah. I can skin the puppies for you. And then they're like, it's the best Aww. of both worlds. <laughs> this is a real blend of genres, this, this story. <laughs> Did not see it going into the romantic comedy angle, but here you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, well, so so there we go. They they, they fall in love. We were going to go with that. Aww. They both win. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, is there any, are there any uh, other things we need to cover here? I feel pretty, I feel like we've we've covered Cruella as well as she uh, she wants to be covered. <laughs> in a coat of puppies. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think we've kind of hit all the marks, the, the high points of, of what makes Cruella tick. And that's really kind of the thesis of this podcast. So, um Eileen, I do uh, want to. I, I, yeah. Go ahead, Doug. I was gonna say. I was gonna thank Eileen for for. Oh well, before on, we get to that though, I, we got a, we got a little extra time. This is like me in therapy. I'm like, well, I want all. I want every minute. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm writing in a notebook about what Dan's saying. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Perfect. Well, you. I mean, it's interesting that we're going with Cruella. We sort of we picked Cruella before we asked you to come on, but I know that you you there, you, you have a lot of fandoms, but uh, Space Jam. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I like the Space Jam. Wario. Wario's my most recent phantom. (laughs) (laughs) Is that new? That's new for you. Yeah, Wario started just, I forget what, I was in a sketch show and someone pitched a sketch where like Wario was just like applying for like something, but it was like, no, you're clearly Wario. You can't do this. And like his only MO is like, I'm gonna win. And like, he just wants to steal coins. (laughs) And for some reason, that was the day that it hit me that that's the funniest thing in the whole world, that there's just like a a person out there who just wants to steal coins. Well, what's your take on (laughs) Waluigi? Are you a fan or you don't, you don't roll with Um, Waluigi? appreciate him. I uh, People online tag me in a lot of Waluigi stuff because of his similarity to Wario, so I appreciate that because I love attention. <laughs> um, I feel like he's also, like, he's Wario is the other side of the coin to Mario, so Luigi should also have another side of the coin. So you understand his place, but you're not, it's like if I, for your birthday, got you a Waluigi thing, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'd be like, if you for my birthday got me like a brownie instead of a cake, I'd be like, well, this is good, but come on. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Thank you. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to ask was, uh, not that there was any question in that other than to just say Wario, uh, but of the Disney villains, do you have a favorite? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think Ursula. 
Oh, okay. I think, yeah, Ursula's my favorite. I'm, I'm gonna go with Ursula. She's she scared me the most as a kid, like legitimately scared me, and like I I get I get high off of that. I'm like, ooh, ooh, I'm scared. Um, she's very fabulous. I just I thought her voice yes. acting was so the voice acting just like really hits me on another level because it's um like it's theatrical. Like they took like real Broadway people and they put that in a Disney movie, and there's mm-hmm. so much power behind that, and I'm all about that. <laughs> Well, she would be a great topic, Ursula, actually. I mean, I know she's technically magical, but she's she's also, I mean, there's also a lot else going on there. Yes. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that you picked her because I I see a lot of similarities between these two. Um, Oh, good. I thought you were going to say I see a lot of similarities between you and Ursula. No. Between between Ursula and Corolla. (laughs) I got tentacles. I hang out with eels. It's true. I never saw it until now, but yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, I think it's their, they have this like fabulous persona that kind of goes with them. Yes, they're they're like super flamboyant. She's like, is Ursula a gay icon? She's based on divine, so that you sort of get some yeah. of that. And the voice is mm-hmm. um, it, they they originally wanted B. Arthur. It's not B. Arthur, but they they picked someone who's on kind of a similar wavelength. Right. Um, so there is C. some Arthur. of that. It's C. B. Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> It's not very kind uh-huh. of Mrs. Pat Carroll. I also like, I like that her other mode, like her motivation is like take King Thr- Trident's throne and she doesn't like ever call herself the queen. She's like, no, I'm above being a queen. Like I got the king's throne now. Damn. Okay. Well, we should definitely do Ursula soon and we should bring you back. Uh, <laughs> yes, please. There's a lot here. I don't want to insult Cruella by spending too much time on Ursula on her podcast, <laughs> but uh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, very, very interesting. Well, we'll definitely uh, have to hit her. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure. For, uh, <laughs> that is what I mean to say. <laughs> I'm sure over a long enough timeline, we'll we'll do more Disney villains. I mean, this is just the first. I'm sure of many Disney villains to come. It is interesting to me that so many of the Disney villains are female because, like, when we're looking. Uh, to to include them in our podcast, I'm like, well, Disney's got this huge roster of them, and then yeah. outside of that, it's actually not as common as you'd want. Uh, I mean, it's mm-hmm. funny because we're also picking people that are terrible representatives of <laughs> whatever identity they are. It's like, oh, oh good, <laughs> you know, we can claim that one. But yeah, there there are good female villains, but they're not as as common as as you think. A Disney tends to, that tends to be the default mode with Disney. Yeah. The villains tend to be female and the moms tend to be dead. It's a single dad who, for some reason, is always significantly shorter than the princess. Yeah. Is that just because these are the guys that are writing these stories? And like Maybe. The- this is how I see myself. <laughs> yeah. Here's kind of another interesting Disney villain thing that they worked into Cruella DeVille. But you'll see this all over the place, which is this, um, this lime green color. Which is like a, a Disney yes. signifier of evil. So, like for example, um, Scar's eyes in The Lion King are this green color, and it shows up during the "Be Prepared" sequence. Um, for Cruella, yeah, it's her smoke. and like Maleficent, like she has like green smoke. Yeah, she's green all over the place. Like, yeah, Maleficent—that's her magic. But like, Cruella has this cigarette that blows green smoke, and she's the yes. only one. Like, Roger also smokes in the movie. It's a normal-looking pipe, so we don't know what she is actually smoking. But it is this like weird, creepy green color that like, there must be some like guidebook at Disney that says like you put this in there, so they know it's evil. Hmm. But you can always, yeah, you can look for that in almost every Disney movie. You know, it's funny because here we are again 
talking about green with Medusa and then the Wicked Witch of the West. Mm-hmm. And here we are. We thought, okay, mm-hmm. we're not going to do a green woman. And so you brought the Irish girl on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sorry. Sorry. We can't get away from it. We really tokenized you. I'm sorry. Uh, we're really, it's but fine. we're trying though. We're trying. I mean, that's got to count for something. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Two men in comedy trying. Oh, boy. <laughs> There's no winning. That's so nice of you to call us in comedy. Uh, where can we, uh, where can our listener uh, experience more Eileen? Where, where should we direct them? Uh, well, you're already so kind up at the top for mentioning my Twitter. I'm at I underscore lean. That's a pun on my name. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Eileen Mary O'Connell. That's my name without a pun. And uh, I'm on TikTok at O'Connell. That's O-H-C-O-N-N-E-L-L. Like, oh, Connell. Perfect. <laughs> uh, well, that's terrific. Thank you so much, Eileen, for joining us. Uh, offline, you can explain to me what TikTok is. I'm so excited. To I can't. Uh, please, I'm a social media whiz. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Follow, yeah, Doug, is follow, follow, oh, gotta... follow it. Follow AFV on Twitter at AFV Official. I tweet for them. <laughs> Okay, good. Yeah, we wouldn't want you to get fired over this podcast. No, uh, they need to know. <laughs> and Doug is our resident housekeeper. What do we got to do here? Oh, just uh, and invite uh, our listeners to like, rate, and subscribe uh, on iTunes. Drop us a review there. That really helps with uh, visibility. And also, uh, we'd be happy to read it and be and just generally feel warm and fuzzy inside that you said something uh, nice about us. And then uh, you can follow Aww. us on Twitter uh, at podcastbutevil. Uh, on the tweet reverse, uh, whatever you call it. So, and I um, want to note that uh, Doug for for weeks the handle was podcast underscore butt, and Doug was like, "It's what they gave me," and, and I was like, "I'm sure it's easy to change," and it was pretty easy to change. So now it's our, we're at podcast but evil. Yes, no curveball there. I should point out that I I like to think of myself as tech savvy sometimes, but every once in a while I'm like, "No, grandpa." You're you're losing it. You're you used to have it. Well, you you're raising two human beings. I think uh, you know it's okay if your focus is a little split. I have all my brain power to devote to that. So. <laughs> no, I need to teach them how to do this stuff. By the time they're growing up, they're going to be playing you know three dimensional Twitter, <laughs> so they have to be ready. Uh huh. So, so yeah. So that's it. That's our admin. That's all. All the stuff you need to know: how to find us and uh, how to follow us. Fantastic. Uh, well, once again, Eileen, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a lot of fun. I learned a lot. Thank you. Happy again and again and again forever. Uh, And uh, I guess we can uh, finish it up with our usual toast. Gentlemen to evil. Clink. Clink. Oh, clink. See my vest. See my vest made from real gorilla chest. This sweater, there's no better than authentic Irish setter. See this hat, it was my cat, my evening wear vampire bat. These white slippers are albino, African endangered rhino, grizzly bear.